I'm Rachel. And I'm Dan, Rachel's dad. And this is Almost Bedtime Theater, a podcast about playing role-playing games with kids. In this episode, we will be talking about using non-player character companions. So let's start with talking about what NPC companions really are. Well, if you ask me, they're practically other people that are playing the game with you, but the GM runs them. And they can be pretty much anything as far as... They could be a cow to an alien from outer space. Who knows? Absolutely. I was also thinking they can be... The, the role, the exact role that they play can vary. They can be a sidekick. They could be a pet. They could be like a competitor, maybe? Oh, now that's an interesting thought. But maybe like maybe like you form an uneasy truce? I really like that idea. I, I, I want to explore that more here as we as we chat. In terms of what they are used for, I find that they can be very useful for a number of things like um, helping to move the story along. So if the players are kind of stuck and they're looking for an idea. Then maybe like you could be like, hey, Bob, do you see the big timer? They can also be there to help fill um, skill slots, for example, or, or fill abilities that the players might not have. So they can be there to like lift heavy things for you, like if they're in your path or something? Absolutely. Um, or maybe you've got somebody who's really good at fighting, but they're, they have no healing abilities. Mm-hmm. Or somebody who's really, really smart and can figure out all kinds of information and riddles but they can't protect themselves if somebody comes swinging a stick at them. I notice um, when we play, you you always want a pet. In my mind, that often makes the pet the companion and can be mm-hmm. used in that role. What is it that you like to get out of having that pet companion? I like to cuddle them. Ah. And say, right. good, good, good doggy. I think that is an excellent additional use of companions as uh, having them there as something to role play off of. So especially if you're playing a duet where you have one person as the storyteller and one person as a player, giving that player a, a constant individual that they can they can talk with and they can role play off of is really handy. I think it would it makes it more fun for everybody. Because the, then everybody can gather around the campfire and be like, oh, good doggy. It's, it's thinking about that that gets me to this idea you mentioned about somebody who's a competitor as the companion. In that sense, having somebody you, they can role play off of, especially if it's a competition where they're constantly with each other or next to each other or running into each other, um, they can almost take on that companion role. It's something above and beyond just an NPC that you interact with periodically, like, say, a shopkeeper Um or the person who gives you your quests. But it's this individual who's, who's really there throughout the journey with you. Whether you want it or not. So I think that's a great idea. The next item I have up here on the list is how to go about creating a companion. And I think that really depends on how they're going to be used in the game. So for example, when we were playing the Wildlings, you had a companion who was an additional character. Essentially, I was, I was running another another character, like another player character, mm-hmm. to be part of that group. And in that case, we filled out the entire um, character sheet together. So they were a full-fledged character in that sense. Mm-hmm. But other times, uh, we've just said, okay, there, there's, especially when it's a pet, you know, there's a pet there, and, you know, they can do pet things. 
and we haven't worried about creating a full character sheet for them. So I think you can really run the gamut between putting a lot of effort into creating these characters and having them be pretty, pretty basic in terms of the game. What do you feel are important elements of a companion? What makes a companion fun? Interacting with them and like actually having them be part of the story, not just somebody following you around because you asked for them to come with you. Maybe their background is like involved with the story or they have something in or there's they've got something in common with the main character. As the player, what is it you like about companions? I I think it makes me feel more whole and not like if you die there's absolutely no chance in coming back. You don't have help. You have to do this alone or something. I I guess it makes you feel like there's other people in this too. Some of the things uh that I think about too when when developing companions is um, maybe giving them a funny voice or giving them a a specific personality, a quirk that uh, makes them different. If someone is looking for different voice ideas, because you don't have to be a voice actor who knows all these different voices. You can, you can put personality into your voice without having to do that. Uh, But there are, there are definitely lists out there on the internet. Uh, I'll link to a few in the show notes where you can go for ideas of, how to how to do some different voices or some uh, lists perhaps of some some quirks or ideas for the characters i've actually started um putting at least quirk ideas into the story starters as well as some names so if you're trying to come up with an npc trying to come up with a companion uh you can like maybe grab a name and a personality and and there you go one of the things i like to do with the companions is make sure that they're never the ones leading, right? It's always about the player characters who are making the decisions, who are making the choices. And not and not having the companion be like really bossy or like, I mean, you could do that if you wanted, but it wouldn't make it very fun for the player characters. No matter what the personality, that that companion should always be second fiddle. <laughs> They're always second place to the, the main characters. Yeah, yeah. Taking in the the player characters ideas as well and not just have their head full of themselves one of the ways i try to play that is by having again that that personality or that quirk that that drives that companion be something that isn't always going to be a good idea so sometimes so the companion can can offer up a suggestion about what should we do next but don't don't always make them like the perfect ideas the exactly the amazing ideas that nobody else would have thought of when we were playing the the game where you the the story game and you were going down to get the the dragon's tooth and you had a spirit fox with you and at first i was thinking well the spirit fox is probably going to be your companion spirit fox really didn't do like there's not a whole lot that a fox as a spirit or a ghost can really do. But when we got to, there was that pack rat character, Rat Clip. Once you decided to essentially make friends with that character, that character became your companion. And I thought it worked well because Rat Clip was... Experienced? Somewhat experienced. And yet, I was thinking too, there were plenty of situations where you as your character got to guide Ratclip. For example, you knew not to take any of the gems because they were cursed gems, but Ratclip was like, oh, I want them. They're sparkly. So that was a place where you needed to be there to keep Ratclip in check. 
Mm-hmm. And not just let him go off on his own and get himself cursed. Exactly. And then when you were dealing with uh, the trapped chest and and handling that. Ratcliffe helped me at that point exactly. by undoing the traps. Which which made it a, a place where, yes, he was able to help you out. He, he His existence was important <laughs> in mm-hmm. that. Which gets back to the idea, I think, that you mentioned of the weight of the entire mission is not on your shoulders alone. Something you've mentioned to me before when we've been talking uh, about playing games and what makes them fun for you is that you said that you enjoy sometimes having your character be able to be silly and and do the silly thing, even though you as a player know that's not the optimal idea. One of the benefits, though, I was going to say of, of the companion being there is that either your character can go ahead and do the silly thing and you have the companion there to do perhaps the wiser thing or vice versa. So that's our show. Hopefully there was something in there that uh, you found interesting or useful. As a reminder, anyone who emails or tweets us with a question, comment, or suggestion between now and the end of February 2021 will be entered in a drawing to win an electronic copy of Under the Floorboards, either from Itch.io or DriveThruRPG. You can email us at almostbedtimetheater at gmail.com or find us on Twitter as at almostbedtime. Thanks for listening. I meant to say, like, photologist. Is that even a word? I'll say geographist or a pathologist. I've made it up. Don't ask.